Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The score! This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. So here we go. This is it. They are arriving. They are hitting the, the beachhead in Indianapolis. They will be crowding the steakhouses and the Starbucks and the bars and... Especially the bars. Well, there are certain bars and... It's all a problem. <laughs> well, yes, there are certain, certain far-flung places where you might just know where it's okay for you to let your hair down a little bit if you're a veteran NFL coach. And yeah, you gotta you gotta have all those possibilities, all of those situations taken care of. And you'll never hear the the name St. Elmo's more than you will this week. I've never been You didn't go? I'm sure it's fine. I've yeah, been, it's great. I've been to Indianapolis, and look, I like a sh- shrimp cocktail with a nice spicy horseradish sauce. I mean, that's you know, the steak there is really good. Okay, it's it's, but I would highly recommend going there when the NFL is not in Indianapolis. Oh no, no, I, you, I'm sure you can't even get in because. Yeah, was in. it Sean Payton that had some sort of like jerky thing that he would do where he'd hoard all the wine or he'd go in and buy everything up ahead of time? I guess Sean Payton everything. spoke today and the the staff in Denver was like, a couple more questions. And he was like, nah, I'm going to keep talking. So Good I give him credit for that. We're allowing more questions to be asked and putting together what his plan is. But yeah, there's an opportunity. A texter's got it right. Steak dinner, boom. Steak dinner, boom. That's what's happening. Well, Ryan Poles decided he was going to talk, and I think he was a little bit more forthcoming than I guess I expected him to be. Maybe I should get used to it. And why not? Because any information he puts out there can benefit him, and that's why he fielded all the questions. All right, it's good to see everybody. It's crazy how fast... Uh Time goes by. If it was just yesterday, uh, we were doing this uh, last year. But uh, first, want to just start off by thanking my crew, um, both pro, college. A lot of times been put in in terms of preparation and get ready for this off season. You know, I think we can really build on what we started and move the needle and get our roster to a place that we can start winning uh, football games. Um, the draft, really interesting setup. Uh, a ton of flexibility to. You know, take 
the best player at one or move um, and continue to add draft capital and get better, which is exciting. And then for free agency, you know, the opportunity to have a little bit more ammunition than what we had uh, last year allows us to bring in the right type of uh, players that kind of fit what we're looking for and fit our culture. So again, we can keep uh, moving the needle and, and winning more football games. Um, but from there, I'll just open it up. Ryan, as you, as you listen to pitches for the number one pick, what's your sort of process and philosophy of sustaining and control of that whole dance in the next six, seven weeks? Yeah, right now it's just this whole combine event is about collecting information um, because we still got to get back. We got to put our draft board together, tighten that up from the information that we get here. Um, and that's really going to start to allow us to play the numbers game to see you know, what's possible, what makes sense for us. If you decide to, to trade the pick, is that something you would want to do before or after the first wave of free agency? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some scenarios um, that it might benefit us to move you know, before free agency you know, opens potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction. Is that just because it would give you a clearer view of, of what you need, or, or how would it be beneficial? Uh, a clear view of what we need, um, and there's scenarios where you could, you know, add players as well potentially, um, which again gives you some clarity on what you want to do in the draft how and for Sorry, how does having the number one pick change how you approach this week? Yeah, it doesn't really approach. We're not going to approach it too much different. We're going to collect the information like we always do. Um, I think the volume of information just goes up. As you sort of gather that information, how are you going to balance maybe the, the want to add more picks and maybe the value of that compared to a guy you might be targeting up there that you wouldn't right. be able to get when you trade back? Yeah, it's a good question. And that's a numbers game I talk about. Um, really getting our draft board set up, see where, you know, if we move to this spot, who's available. I always talk about value, right? So there's going to be certain players that are going to be in the value bucket. How many are there, which is going to dictate how far we can move back. Hey, Ryan, has anything changed with, with Justin Fields and you saying he essentially have to be blown away to, to trade him? Anything changed in that regard? No, nothing's changed there. I saw you know the, the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other. You know, I think that's always been the case. We've always leaned that way because Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about where his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. You got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right decision. Um, what's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, we'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that you know he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. Have you talked to him already yeah. about that and the fact that there's going to be a lot of chatter about yeah. the quarterback position yeah. kind of until you guys make a move? Yeah, we anticipated this a while ago, so we've, we've been in communication with him. Can, can you tell us what that was like? No, it's just that there's going to be a lot of noise, and I'm going to just know that I'm going to keep you up to date with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, I think that's important for him to kind of know what we're doing. There's been a lot of speculation about offers coming in for the number one pick. Have teams reached out potentially about Justin and you guys maybe moving on from him? Yeah, there's been a lot of um, different scenarios. And it's really just kind of starter conversations right now. So um, nothing specific about players, picks, and all that. It's just interest. Have teams asked if he's available, though? No, I haven't gotten that yet. What parameters do you have for the first wave of free agency? Parameters yeah, in terms like of what you're going to use to kind of 
guide you through yes, twenty four, forty eight hours with your Yeah. Same same setup as before. Um, we have just like the draft, we have players that are gonna be in certain buckets for values. And, you know, this year we have the ability to approach um, and go after a few of those guys. Um, I think we're going to stay selective. We're going to have parameters that kind of match our values and our research. Um, we have an unbelievable analytics team. Our cap group with Matt and uh, Cliff do a great uh, amount of research to kind of keep us in that range and, and making smart decisions. Because I think the key is we don't want to um, we don't want to waste this opportunity and, and do something that's not sound, that doesn't allow us to have this flexibility in years to come. So that's the balance that you're trying to take advantage of now, but also not still not trying to hurt you down the road. You, you use the word value. Can, can you yep. actually find value at the very opening of free agency though? Um, not really like straight to the value, but you can have parameters for what that looks like historically. Yeah, so the thing about free agency, you got to always be on your toes to adapt and adjust. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, I'll put it very simply, but it's to improve our football team, get as many guys on our team that can help us do what we're trying to do, which is win a lot of games. Ryan, if you look to improve your defensive line, mm -hmm. what traits are you looking for in players? What are you looking for there? Yeah, I go back to coaches, his principle. Um, guys that play the way that we're looking for, um, violence, length, um, tenacity. That's what we're looking for. Guys that can get after the quarterback, but also play the run as well and be disruptive. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it safe to say from what you said now and last time we met that you're planning on just being the quarterback? Uh, that's the plan right now, um, and like I said, we're going to do our homework on, on this class, and if something changes, and again, I'll just use the same statement, we got to be blown away uh, to say, you know what, I think this is best for our organization. What can you learn about quarterbacks here that you haven't seen on the Yeah, so this is an opportunity to sit down and spend time with them, get to know the person, what, what makes them tick. Um, you have a period of time where you can get them on uh, film and talk about different scenarios, and you can really see how they, they process. Uh, they can give you the why, you know, is it very, um, is it short-sighted or is it like a overall like big picture view that they give you and they can tell you why they're doing the concepts. Um, and that, you know, everyone's taught differently, all the schemes are different, um, but that gives you a little bit of guidance of how much they know about ball and, and where their ceiling is. And what is your criteria for being blown away in terms of quarterbacks? Yeah, when you watch it over and over and go, wow, like this is like different. Um, but it's a collection of um, anticipation, uh, arm talent, arm strength, accuracy. It's, it's all of the categories that you look for in a quarterback. And then, like we talked about here, it's the person. You need to be a unique uh, human being to play this position in this league with this pressure um, and just to be able to keep coming game after game after game and also critique yourself and get better year after year. So. Um, it's a huge checklist, but we'll go down that and just, you know, be sure we're doing the right thing. Back right to the defensive line, the commander's tag there through technique today. Those guys don't typically hit free agency. How do you attack that position then, kind of knowing that the lot might not be as much to go through next month? Yeah, we're going to, you know, obviously the flexibility we'll see um, after these next few days and weeks of who's available in free agency, uh, where they fall on our, our value um, chart and our, our board. Um, 
and then if it's not there, then maybe that turns to the draft. So that's the beautiful thing about balancing both of those things. That's why we spent so much time uh, evaluating both sides um, to kind of see what's going to be available to us and where we need to um, attack in both of those um, uh, areas in terms of phrase here the draft. Right. With the top, the top two defensive players right now are playing on the line, at least the ones who are projected to go in the draft. Do you have, how do you weigh the importance of edge rusher versus three technique? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, we could talk about that for a long time. Um, there are certain <coughs> positions inside that are multipliers, um, but also there's guys on the outside that are special. They're going to create, um, you know, O-line slides that are going to give other people opportunity too. So that's a multiplier as well. So it's really just, um, it comes down to our evaluations on how much they affect the game of both the run and the pass. Right, Ryan, how much difference does this week feel for you, given the position that your team is in? Yeah, um, it's a good thing. Right. I mean, we have flexibility. We have opportunity. Um, we can gather all that information, and it, it's. I, I know our entire front office, our organization is pumped uh, just with the opportunity that we have to do something special. You, right. mentioned, the, you mentioned the flexibility throughout the last couple months since yep. you've had the number one pick. Yep. When you have a team that needs so many pieces, is that the ideal outcome for you to trade the pick, get more assets? Yeah, it just depends um, how far back. Um, but yeah, we do. We need a lot, and that gives us more opportunity to bring in more players. So um, it's a good situation to be in for where our club is. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I talk about where guys are on the draft chart, if we have someone that's so high and in a special category that says, you know what, you know, this guy's going to affect our team both from a culture standpoint and also from a game day standpoint then that might be the best thing to do as well. Um, but in a vacuum, like, yeah, moving back gives you more uh, opportunities to hit more players um, and continue to add to the core of this team. Ryan, what's your assessment of the offensive line as it stands right now? I mean, how many guys do you feel good about and how many, uh, how flexible can you be there in terms of adding different players? Yeah, we're always, especially the O-line, we're always going to look to add. Um, that's a place, and we went through it this year, I've talked about it before, you're starting five, like that's not going to be the group more than likely at the very end of the season. So you got to be deep, um, you got to be healthy, you got to be versatile, guys can play inside and outside. So uh, we're comfortable, you know, with some of the guys that are there. We didn't get to see everybody in the, in the proper position, uh, but I think uh, that's a position we'll always look to add and improve and we're going to add competition. I think that's the key is even the guys that are there that seem solidified, like there's going to be opportunity to create competition where they got to go and elevate their game, just like everybody else. And we'll put the best five out there. Do you have a philosophy at that position versus the comfort of a rookie? I know obviously Braxton did a few guys. Yeah. A rookie stepping in versus a known veteran who you know, doesn't have to worry about the college to pro transition when you're trying to build this thing the way you want to. Yeah, I think you got to be open-minded. Um, some guys are going to come in and they're just going to take off. You know, with Braxton's case, I just remember going through all of those phases. Like, man, this guy just keeps getting better and better and better. He never backed down from the pressure of it and then went through the whole season. And, and I thought he did a really good job in terms of the ups and downs that come with it. Um, so we're not going to really put a ceiling on anyone's ability to do that. So we'll be open-minded. If someone comes in and wants to take a job and they do it and they do it consistently, then that's just the way it's going to play out. When you say blown away, how mm -hmm. much does that maybe apply to Justin that he did last year in terms of the running when he showed you as yeah. you start? Those are those moments that did blow you away, that his athletic ability and, and ability to create explosive plays um, were special. Now, what we've had discussions about, and I, I talked about it openly, like he's got to take the next step in his game, and I'm excited to see that because I think he's going to. Ryan, in connection with Jason's question, how do you draw your 
floor line for how far you trade back? And, and what is the, the kind of internal discussion on making sure you know yeah. where your comfort level is? Yeah, it's a year to year thing. It just depends on what um, the draft class kind of brings in terms of, you know, you got different colors that we use, blue players at the top, and how many do you have? How many are comfortable? Or are you comfortable going down to the Reds? Um, so we should get some really good information this week to make us feel better about that so we know what that looks like. What are your color codes? Uh, so it's just, it's blue and red, gold, orange, um, and then uh, gray. What's the, what's the status of Eddie Jackson? And do you see him being with you guys this year? Yeah, uh, I saw Eddie rehab him a couple days ago. He looked good, moving around, um, getting after it. So, um, again, just like everyone else, we'll get to camp and uh, this offseason, see him move around and evaluate everyone you know, on a year-to-year -year basis, but I was excited about the progress that he made. I thought he was heading in the right direction, getting back to the ball with takeaways. Uh, I thought he tackled well, too, so we're excited about Eddie. You said last month that you wanted to keep David Montgomery in the fold if you could contractually. Have you guys made any yeah. progress with him and his agent and getting yeah. the deal? Yeah, so I'm not going to get into all of those specifics and who we're talking to or who we're not talking to, um, but my feelings for David haven't changed. Um, so we're going to go through this process and just gather information and have conversations and see what happens. Because of the uniqueness of this offseason, which you had the season ended after your evaluation, how, how did you put this in context for your own self as you looked at this and your staff, how you were kind of, uh, the importance of what this particular offseason is and its uniqueness? Yeah, I, our approach really has been the same except we have a few more tools um, available to us just from starting last year and getting off the ground. I feel like we're better equipped to make really good decisions. It's just uh, the volume has gone up and the flexibility, the options, there's all like there's plan A, there's plan B, there's plan C. And we're just trying to just figure all that out because it's going to shift and take turns that you don't expect. Um, so you have to be ready for that and have all the information at hand. Um, so we all know it's important. And we're all fired up about it. Is there, there it is. He's fired up. Now he's a Bears general manager because he has to invoke that. That Ryan Poles press conference brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers as we broadcast live from the Hyundai studios here in the Bernstein and Holmes show. When he starts talking about that color coding, he's describing the actual name pieces on the board in his office and the way they do pro personnel. and. I'm going way back. There have been different GMs had different definitions depending mm -hmm. on where they've they've come from throughout the league. I believe blue is top top five at one's position. Red is top ten in the league. But he he was it was blue, gray, gold, and red. Is that I think it's blue, red, gray, and gold. I, I think he mentioned gold. I don't know how they do it. I just know I, I used I used to hear Jerry Angelo would refer to you know we, we got we got to have more blue we got to have more blue guys just meaning we need well, more guys who are some of the best at what they do but that's the reason why you want to make sure that you that's why I go back to the the concept of it being silly that the Bears were going to trade Justin Fields because having the number one pick gives them the opportunity to go get more blue on their board. Like it gives you a chance to try and find. You get more. And they've got eight picks going into this draft, so it's not like they don't have a lot of picks. But 
the quality that you might be able to get depending on the team that you trade with is significant. And I felt like in listening to him that I heard a GM that was okay with saying we are willing to make deals because it's the logical thing to do. That that he wasn't shying away from how he feels about Justin Fields. Like, obviously, like we've got the number one pick. We don't necessarily need a quarterback. Therefore, the number one pick becomes a lot more valuable for us to trade than for us to pick with. Textures say blue, red, gold, orange, and gray was the order that he gave. Fine. But whatever the good players are, get more of that. You can either take the blue pill or you could take the red pill. That was me doing Morpheus. But I should do Morpheus as King as Williams. <laughs> and that would probably be better. Now, listen. Kaylin Kaler is going to join us from the Combine when we come back on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
bursting at homes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Russell Wilson had a personal coach in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. Right, how do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to the players? Yeah, that's foreign to me. That That's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it. But our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. There you go, Sean Payton. I like it. Coach your team. Coach your team. Let people know what your expectations are so that they can't say you lied to them. Kalen Kaler wrote about that first year of Russell Wilson in Denver and what went wrong. The senior writer for the Athletic, senior NFL writer, is at the Combine in Indy. And Kalen joins us now on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You can follow her on Twitter at Kalen Kaler. Kalen, how is it uh, for you there? Must be fun. It is. I'm currently like standing behind the um, curtain that separates the podiums where all the head coaches and GMs are talking in like some random hallway. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go stand behind here and do this radio hit right now. So it's kind of hectic, but it's awesome. We appreciate you doing it. This thing with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll has, has everyone seems to have an opinion on it. Former players seem to revel in, in, in the idea that, that now Russell Wilson is being exposed and that happened all throughout the season. How did this thing break so badly between the two, considering all the success that they had? Yeah, I mean, we reported in our story, which was kind of the lead, the sort of, you know, bombshell of the report that Wilson had asked um, Seattle ownership for Pete Carroll and John Schneider to be fired. And obviously that is, you know, the most you can do as as a quarterback to signify you want to change. Um, so clearly things were falling apart and my colleagues, Mike Sando and Jason Jenks had done a good job in the last couple of years. I mean, I think every year for the last two years, they've had, um, a story about Russell in Seattle and how things were sort of, uh, deteriorating with that relationship. And I think last year was really kind of a watershed moment for it. Um, or, or yeah, to, his, before his last season in Denver. So two years ago, actually, when his agent put out on Twitter, the list of theoretical, trade destinations you know he doesn't want to trade but if he were to be traded here's the four places one of which was chicago i remember and one was new orleans which is obviously at the time was coached by sean payton who is now his head coach in denver so i think that was sort of a moment of like all right this is probably beyond repair and then the following year a year ago uh this february uh was when seattle or seattle when russell went to seattle ownership with that request so yeah i mean and we can tell how that was received because, um, you know, who's left in Seattle, Pete Carroll and John Schneider and who's gone Russell. So you can see how that um, request was received. But I will say like one thing that I think is important to note is like Russell is actually not unique in this. Um, you know, I think quarter franchise quarterback brain is a really interesting thing. And, you know, we see Aaron Rodgers exerting a lot of influence and control. We've seen Tom Brady do the same thing. And, while it's not officially reported, you know, Tom Brady retires, Bruce Arians retires like a year early, and then Tom Brady comes back, right? That feels to me that that was probably something similar to what Russell did in Seattle, although we'll never know for sure because that hasn't been reported. But, you know, Russell's not alone in his need and want for influence with his organization. What lessons can any NFL team learn from what not to do with how the Broncos handled this? 
Yeah, so that's an interesting discussion because on the one hand, if you have a quarterback who's proven themselves to be really talented, proven themselves to be a winner, which Russell certainly had, um, you want to empower them the best way you can. And we reported in the story that one of the reasons Nathaniel Hackett did that is because when he was in Green Bay in 2019 with Matt LaFleur, the first year of that offense with Aaron Rodgers, the transition was difficult. It was not an easy transition. And we reported that a coach remembered Hackett telling them this year in Denver that he didn't want to go through that again. So he was going to, you know, accommodate Russell and empower Russell. And so that's good on the one hand, but when that quarterback then is bringing so many of their own ideas and players on the offense are getting confused because everybody we talked to there described the offense just being incredibly confusing and complicated and not knowing what their identity was. And every week they would show up and just not have any idea what they were going to be doing on offense that week. You know, that's when it becomes an issue. And Russell also had in the building, he had three staff members in the building with him. One of his, yeah, one of whom was his quarterback's coach, who he's worked with for several years, but that quarterback's coach did access in Seattle. He had a much more limited access with the Seahawks. And so when, he, when Russell was traded to Denver, George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett agreed, yeah, you can have your own office. Yes, you can have some of your staff members in the building having access to our facility whenever they need to be in there. And so, you know, that doesn't sound bad from the get-go. And on the one hand, he's earned, he earned that right. But at the end of the season, we reported this the last two weeks of the year after Hackett was fired, uh, Jerry Rossberg took over and Broncos leadership met with Russell. They initiated a conversation with Russell to talk about what they could change to, you know, better the team, to improve the culture, to improve things going into the next year because the season was lost at that point. And the result of that conversation was that Russell agreed to remove his team from the building, his personal team, and to stop using his office, which was on the second floor of the facility. And all the players we spoke to said, oh, yeah, he should have an office. He deserves an office. I was in there sometimes. Here's what it was like, you know, things like that. But they also pointed out, coaches and players pointed out, it was on the second floor, which is not where the players spend their time in the building. They spend their time on the first floor. So that sort of contributed to the disconnect, I think, between Russell and his teammates, that he was like upstairs doing his work and not in the locker room. Because Jerry Judy, a receiver there, told us after that change was made, Russell was spending way more time in the locker room. So I think you have to be careful if you're a head coach. When you're empowering your quarterback, you got to make sure they're still relating to their teammates and they're still, you know, um, spending time with their teammates. So I think that's what wasn't from what we reported from people we spoke to um, who worked for the team. That's what the issue was uh, in Denver. Clearly, Richard Sherman has had a lot of things to say about Russ. Like it's become a, become a a running gag on the Amazon broadcast throughout the season. But it, it feels like there is no shortage of ex-teammates that have something to say about Russ. When you talk to people about Russell Wilson, what stands out in their replies on what type of guy, what type of quarterback he is? So with this story, we actually like consciously made the choice. Like we're not going to like get into Russell's personality much because we knew that that narrative like already is very well established about him. So we really wanted this story to be more about what was happening like tangible instead of like subjective opinions on Russell. So, you know, you can find that from Marshawn Lynch, as you mentioned, from Richard Sherman, as you mentioned. Um, and I will say that everybody in Denver that we talked to, we talked to players on and off the record and coaches on and off the record. So, you know, obviously you think, okay, if they're given anonymity, they're going to be really real about Russell. Well, even the ones who were given anonymity about Russell, like nobody really had 
any bad things to say about him. You know, they said he works really hard. And, you know, the, the most negative thing they said was what we, I've already pointed out, which was that, you know, he was spending time in, in his office and then spending more time in the locker. So I think with Russell, like I think the Denver players, um, since he was new there, I don't know that they became as like jaded about him as all the Seahawks players have who used to play with him, who we've heard speak about him. Um, you know, everybody seemed to think, you know, he's really, you know, putting in the effort. Uh, but I did have an interesting conversation with Kendall Hinton, who is a receiver on, in Denver. And I, we didn't end up putting this in the story because, as I said, we were trying to kind of stick to actual facts about what was happening on the offense instead of subjective opinions. But Kendall Hinton is a receiver there. He was a starting quarterback in college. So and, he and wasn't he the quarterback that ended up playing because they were out of quarterbacks? Yes, yes. yes, he's famous. Yeah, that was him. So he told me, he was like, look, I understand my quarterback brain. And he was describing to me like a personal moment that he had with Russell in his office. And he didn't share like the topic of conversation, but just said that like there was a moment he had with Russell where he was very vulnerable with him. And I was like, oh, how was it different? And he's like, well, you know, Russell from a very young age has been QB1. And when you're QB1, you have to, like, act a certain way. Like, you have to be the leader. You have to be this quarterback, starting quarterback leader persona. And, you know, he was trying to describe to me that once, when you have to do that every day, you just start doing that 24-7. And it's hard for you to kind of drop that guard and, like, let people see, like, your real self. So he, he did describe him in that way and said there were points in the season where he did see, like, the real Russell, but... Russell's just so used to being the QB one that it's hard to turn that off. And I would offer that as a black quarterback, you have to even do it more that, that trying to make your way up through the ranks as a black quarterback, that there's a level and and some benefit of the doubt that you're not going to be given. But That hits the crux of it with him forever. It's what's real and what's not that people say, you know, there's something off or there's something phony or there's something disingenuous. And it's not necessarily him trying. It's, it's not malicious. It's just, he's, he's been trying on these different aspects of a personality to, to fulfill what he thinks he's supposed to be. Yeah. And one player said, like we were talking about the, um, you know, the viral moment where he said he was like doing his rehab on the plane and everybody, you know, reacted very strongly to that because it's like, oh my gosh, on an eight hour flight to London, you were like still doing work. Like, you doing high knees, relax. yeah. Yeah. So uh, one player told me that um, he was like, well, that's Russ's real. He's like, I know that might not seem real to, it's not my real. He's like, that's not what I would do. Um, you know, but he's like, I know it might seem kind of crazy to the rest of you guys. But he's like, once you spend time with Russell, you realize like, that's his real, like that's what he does. And like, he thinks, you know, if that's going to make him like 0.5% better, that's what he's going to do. So he was like, I don't, he's like, that to me didn't seem phony at all because like, that's what he does. Kaylin, I know you're busy. We will let you get out from behind the curtain, literally, and get <laughs> and get back to work. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I always enjoy coming on. Have a good day. That's Kaylin Kaler, senior NFL writer for The Athletic. Next up, we promised it yesterday, but we didn't get to it because it was preempted. For the our... Trey Mancini segment? No, we did the Trey Mancini segment. Let the record oh. show that Rankin can now take that off the audio list. I think he should still keep it just, on Just there. put it on there just in perpetuity. Uh, your review of Cocaine Bear and Quantumanium. Yeah, we'll, we'll do both of those and talk about things and stuff in a special edition of High Noon where I am centered. Next on The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon. We have reached high noon, and we started out by discussing the Ryan Poles comments. You actually heard them in their entirety as he gave his sort of State of the Bears little press conference. We discussed the injury to Seiya Suzuki. Not great. If it's showing up on an MRI as what they're describing as a moderate oblique strain, that's multiple weeks, yep. so settle into that one. We also discussed Bulls-Raptors, and I don't think either of us can figure out quite what the Bulls are trying to accomplish, but to hold them to what they're saying, they've got to win tonight. These are these are playoff games. A road game at Toronto, and you're sitting sort of nestled in right behind them, you've got to have this one. A little step up in class from the last two games that Big they've time. played, too. Big time. Kaylin Kaler joined us as well. She's fun. I, I agree with the texter. She needs her own open. We, we've got to do an open for Kaylin. I don't know what the boys have got cooked up, but we should. We talk to her frequently enough that I think she deserves an open. I know you've got movie reviews for us. I just want to mention something important regarding the Camp One Step Charity Poker Championship that is Thursday, April 20th at Galleria Marchetti. We are getting together. We are having fun. We are eating. We are drinking. We are playing poker. We are raising money to help send kids with cancer to camp and to the One Step programs. And the winner of this tournament is going to get the $10,000 value seat at the World Series of Poker main event. If you have not been to this event, you need to come. It's awesome. It feels great. It feels like a family reunion. The drinks are fantastic. The The cause is top-notch. And it's a good time. You'll have a good time if you get involved. And the reason I bring it up today specifically is today is the last day for the free add-on promotion. It's the last day of February. 
This is your last chance. There are seats left that include the free $100 add-on of 5,000 value in chips. Now, everybody gets this. Everyone who registers, the moment you walk in and you get your chips, we always ask you, do you want to do the add-on? And almost everybody says, yes, I want to do the add-on because that makes you more likely to win because you have more chips that way. If you're playing, this is going to save you that $100 because if you get one of these seats today that we have set aside, we're throwing in this add-on and not charging you at the door. So that's your incentive to get registered today, like right now. And I sent out the link via Twitter. It is on my pinned tweet on my profile, or you can go to camponestep.org because when you go there, you can you can just look at it. It's, it's all right there for you, camponestep.org. You can go to the events page, and it will click you right through. But do this to get that advantage for free. What do you want first, cocaine beer or yeah. quantum medium? Cocaine okay. beer. So here's the thing about cocaine bear. The the pros of cocaine bear. It's only 90 minutes. <laughs> okay? Okay. It's only 90 minutes. So even if if you think it's bad, it's still only 90 minutes of your time. The I had a good time at cocaine bear. But part of the reason that I specifically had a good time I don't know what movie Afia thought she was watching, but she's like, I didn't realize that there was going to be like limbs and gore. I'm like, it's cocaine bear. It's not marijuana bear. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not MDMH bear. Like you're with a binky in his mouth dancing. It's cocaine bear. So understand that if you had to, Put this movie in a genre. The genre for it would be horror. Right, is it good? No. Okay. It's not. But but you can have fun with it. The, it it is bad enough, and I think kind of on purpose that you can have a little bit of fun with it. I, I also think that Elizabeth Banks called in a lot of favors for the people that are in this movie. And what they're being asked to do. But it's fun. And I would... My my plea is that if you have to go see Cocaine Bear, don't pay full price for it. Go see a matinee of it, and you'll walk out being like, you know what? That's worth nine bucks? It was totally worth nine dollars and whatever it is I'm going to spend on it. But I think that it's made enough money that there's going to be some sort of continuation maybe it's like you said maybe it's it's a quaalude crocodile yeah you know meth meth croc or something like that where they get a lot yeah you just do that so it's worth the time if you just if you just suspend disbelief and and just say and just say look i'm here for a good time you can have a good time at cocaine bear but as far as my review it's a matinee spend. It's not a full spend. Which brings us to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, wait. One more thing. Be prepared for the gore. Like, the gore is significant in this movie. And in a lot of ways, it's comical. But be prepared for it. 
Uh, now on to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It is not my favorite Marvel movie. It probably wouldn't make the list of the top 10 Marvel movies for me. But Jonathan Majors is so good and riveting as Kang the Conqueror. As I said on the podcast, it's up on, I did a full thing on, on House of L on this, 20 minutes on it. If you have not seen Loki, the series, please at least watch the finale of Loki. Because if you don't, you're going to walk into this and you're going to be a little bit lost. He's worth the price of admission. His performance alone is worth the price of admission. And on top of that, there are some incredible scenes with him and Michelle Pfeiffer where they are acting their asses off. And I really did appreciate that. There's a point, and I don't want to give too much away. There's a point where Ant-Man does some reflecting. And I actually think that it's something that Marvel movies need to do a better job of, of when you're talking about the totality of what a hero or a villain does and what the ramifications are for not just the hero and their immediate family, but the city or the, the, the area or the world or the universe. And there is some reflection that I found refreshing that Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, does that the audience should be thinking about, too. So I give a lot of credit for it. The way that they... Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. He's kind of wasted in this role. Like, it could have been anybody. This felt like, hey, Bill, do you want to be in a Marvel movie? And Bill was like, I don't care. And they just kind of put him in it. It, it felt like a waste for a guy that's as talented as he is. But overall, I liked it. I walked away thinking some stuff. Oh, there are two. Has there, has there ever been a Marvel movie that you just said was was bad? Oh, Thor Love and Thunder is terrible. Okay. Like, it's Iron Man 3 is horrendous. Okay. I'm just like, curious where, where your scale is here for... What's like a legitimately bad movie? No, like th this isn't isn't even close to that. Okay, th this is closer to it being good. Okay, um, but I I think that the perform like John like I'm telling you, like Jonathan Majors is a force. Because I thought the last uh, Doctor Strange movie was eh, the Sam Raimi it was, one. It was, it was fine. It was, eh. Like I, I I didn't think it was bad. I thought that it did a good job of kind of advancing, and that's part of the problem. When you have this big of a thing going on, everything is setting up something else. The amount of fan servicing you're doing without making, without requiring you having seen this, this, and this, and this. And right. This. So there's that part of it too. But there's two post-credit scenes. They are both significant. And one is like, you know, where they do kind of the flowery, flashy credits at the end. It's at the end of that. And then there's one at the end end of the movie. So make sure that you stick around for it. But the the performance of Jonathan May, and you knew he was going to come in and kick ass. And clearly because there are so many Kang variants, he's going to get an opportunity to play the character in a bunch of different ways. 
and this version of Kang is different than the version that we saw in Loki, we got to see an enraged villain. And most of the villains, for the most part, have been kind of in control of themselves. And we got to see Kang, like, enraged and and it was fun. And crazy powerful, right? Oh, yeah. Like, ridiculously powerful, which is my one criticism. And, and I, I don't want to spoil it for people. I'll tell you during the break. But Ooh. it's my one criticism of him being in a battle with Ant-Man kind of made me angry because of how powerful Kang is. But he's worth it. And the scenes with him and Michelle Pfeiffer, man... I'm telling you, like they, they, they clearly like connected and vibed as performers, and it came across in the way that they interacted with each other on screen. The only other thing, and and I mentioned this a little bit on the podcast, throughout this whole series and throughout this run of Ant Man, I feel like Evangeline Lilly has been wasted in this too. Like I, I feel like the character, the Wasp hasn't gotten enough love because she's like an original Avenger. Like if we go to the comic books, like she's an original Avenger and it just feels like she's an aside. Like even the fact that, that her name is on the title of the movie to me feels... Wasn't there an issue with her not getting vaccinated? Oh, oh yeah, there's... And... I'm not talking yeah. about the person. Okay. I'm talking about the actor and the character. Feels a little off to this too much off to the side that's for me yeah one of the reviews i read said she's barely in the movie and she doesn't right. say anything important and it, it isn't a driver she of the does plot. something important but she doesn't really say anything important and it's almost like she's there as like an enforcer type for him and i don't know it just doesn't i don't think that they've done a good job of growing the man or the woman in this place like th- that character hasn't grown at all that is high noon mark grody is at the combine and will give us a bears centric perspective on everything that is happening in indy next on the score we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 